Danielle Davis. I'm Shannon Kessler. And we are your girlfriend's guide to Formula One racing. And it's race week, Shannon. It is race week in Las Vegas, and everybody is lit. I mean, they're either lit up happy or they're lit up because they're in Vegas or they're lit up because they don't, they're just next to the sphere and that thing is lighting up the entire city. So either way, you go Or they're in Vegas. lit up because they spent $900 on their tickets <laughs> and now the tickets are free 99 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but again, Vegas is lit. You just pick your category how lit you want to be. <laughs> yeah, Vegas. I can't believe we're here. So much talk about Vegas and we, now we're here. Yeah, it's taken 19 months from conception to reality. So, there's they, you know, they have really sold us a dream and I don't know if it's a daydream dressed like a nightmare. I think it's or going if to be. This is but... actually going to be one of the most iconic things F1 has given us. I think it's going to be both. Who knows? To be totally Who's honest. Take the bet? <laughs> I think it's going to be both. I think it's going to be a yes. nightmare dressed up like a daydream or whatever that Taylor Swift lyric is. And I think it's also going to be epic. And I think it's also going to be wild. And I think it's also like it's a total unknown. I agree. And I've, I've said this about Vegas for years. I feel like it's the same category as like Disney. It's like you need to get in and you need to get out. You get three days max and that's it. Like anything after that, you're just asking for trouble. You don't know what's going to happen. And it's you stay any longer and you're going to end up in jail or you're going to end up married to Elvis. One of those two well, will happen, but you just got to get in and you got to get out. And I feel of like marriage. Is- did you see that there's a chapel at the... Yes, there's a paddock chapel. Yeah, you can get married at the race. Like, get married at the race. Do you with a car in Las Vegas? I think I didn't try to convince Dan Kessler to go renew our vows in Vegas paddock. (laughs) But he was like, I don't know. After last week, you said Lewis Hamilton has your heart. So maybe you need to find Lewis Hamilton to take him to the paddock. (laughs) Well, I mean, I can hop straight into the news and notes, but Lewis doesn't think he's going to be able even be able to walk around over there. So, you know, even if you found Lewis, you guys probably wouldn't even be able to make it over to this chapel in the cars. I don't know. Chapel of love. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? Yeah, this race is, I'm both excited and nervous. Not nervous, but like just unsure. I, I, I think there's a lot of uncertainty. I think that's kind of this like, I wanted to succeed. Sure, like, you know, of course. I, it's like one of those things you're like, yes, my bestie's put so much time into this project, but you can see it from afar and you're like, girl, it ain't finished, but I'm going to be here supporting you. Let's go. I kind of feel like that way, you know, like they got until tomorrow at like 8.30 p.m. to, to finish because that's when practice starts. So how much work do they still have to get done? I don't know. I mean, but it does look the- pretty good. I will say I've seen some videos and yeah. like someone, one of the people that you posted a couple of weeks ago that was like, this shit is not finished, did a recap and is like, this shit is finished. (laughs) Okay, good. She did another (laughs) post that was like, I kind of take it back. Where have this, like, where can we hire these crews to fix all of our roadways? Because they did get this stuff done in like, she was basically like, I was a hater and I have been put, you know, (laughs) put back into my place. But 
I, I, while I'm not sure if the track and the setup is ready, we do know one group of people from start to finish have been ready for that, this, and that is the marketers. The advertisers oh. have come yes. correct. The marketing teams, the social like, teams, the sponsors yes. are doing the most. And, and even if the race is a total shit show, the sponsors specifically McLaren's are getting the most out of the deal. I agree. I think it's giving Barbie marketing energy. Like, you know how Barbie was everywhere for a long time. I thought the movie had been out for months before it actually had been released. I feel that same energy with Vegas. I feel like it's always, you know, kind of been in the the family of F1. It's not like it's the new kid, but it's been here forever because we've been seeing it for so long. Um, so I'm, I'm glad it's here. I'm glad that we're finally going to get to see like what this is about. I want it to be a great success. It does make me nervous, but let's, let's get into the track and like some things that are. Okay. But before we do that, can we just say that the marketing machine has been incredible and specifically, I'm going to give a shout out. We've been really riding the highs of McLaren this back half of the season And that extends not only to their time on the track, but also to their marketing endeavors. The Hilton video for Lando's birthday, amazing. If we're looking for brand sponsorships, like these are what we need to be doing. The Jack Daniels road trip and shout out to a local company here in Louisville, Brown Foreman. The Jack Daniels road trip content, they multi-platform, like it's been great i feel like we're getting a lot of really figured it out yeah <laughs> like high quality content integration and i applaud the marketing teams because as you know someone adjacent to this you know that these people have been working on this for fucking forever so i'm sure it's very exciting yeah. to see it come to light and it's been fun to watch like whether i've been i'm gonna go ahead and say i'm i'm a full-fledged hater i've been drinking the haterade on this race But, and I probably still will because I'm bitter and like I've reached my bitter season. Shannon did walk me through like (laughs) that every season has a time to change. And I'm in the winter season of like, get everyone (laughs) dying and fuck out. Not really die, but like, let's let all the plants die and let me go into my hovel. But, and that extends to F1. Sorry for that existential crisis I just shared with you all. But I need to give credit where credit is due. And the marketing teams for this have been A+. Red Bull. Too. I agree. Actually, I wanted to talk about um, the the Lando Hotel Hilton video. That is honestly, we'll go into. It, it should be like it, it's what great. are the awards that you get for for cinematic oh, like the Addies or the, there's a con like yeah ad yeah film yeah festival whatever they do yet. on socials like please please somebody nominate this because it's it's genius. It was so incredibly well thought. It was perfectly executed. And I, we had shared it on our social and I was like, oh, at Hilton enters the chat. And then they sent back the little emoji with like the, yes, sir. Like, and I was like, oh, they replied back with three of them. I was like, yes, thank you, Hilton. (laughs) But this is what we're talking about. I mean, what we've seen and what we've loved in F1, like we know that the Merc admin gets it right. Every time. 10 out of 10 times. And it's like this, it's like somebody at Hilton was like, just watch what they do and then do it the way, like put our spit on it. And they nailed it. Yeah. Like knocked it out of the park. I so think Hilton, a lot of them listening. <laughs> have been doing like really cool stuff. And so props to everyone yes. on like the sponsorship integrations. And even if, I mean, I don't get me started on how late the race starts and this is an American audience and we're supposed to get American audiences involved and yada, yada, yada. I have other things that I can take 
you know, take up issue with, but the marketing of it all has been really well done from start to finish on like pretty much every team's account. Obviously some people are doing a better job than others, but yeah. And I, I will speak to the the getting, why is it so late? Because I did look into that. I'm like, this makes zero sense. And I you have it. qualies that start at midnight. The race starts at 10 p.m. And they're like, well, it's Sin City, the city that never sleeps. And I'm like, guys, the city that never sleeps, isn't that New York? Like, isn't that New York's tagline? I don't know. But honestly, the rest of America is sleeping. We're not all in yeah. Vegas. And I get that it's like a nighttime event. But does do they air well, that's the what NFL they were saying, games like, in Vegas at midnight? No, yeah. no, they don't. No. Do the hot does the hockey team play at midnight every night? No, they do not. Mm-hmm. Even the people they of Vegas not. who live in Vegas, they they are not attending sporting events in the middle of the night. At midnight. No, and they, they even gi- said it, they were trying to make it's this gimmicky. Like it was like and it's gimmicky, stupid. like because this <laughs> people are partying all hours of the night, no. and like this is when your party starts. I'm like. Also know your audience. Like, no, <laughs> there's a generation that like we actually do like to sleep in. The know, people who can afford like the twenty five hundred dollar tickets for this at a at yeah. a large swath. Like, obviously, there's going to be rich young people. We know, but like the people with the disposable income, they would like to maybe they might also actually like to enjoy some other Las Vegas activities like after said race. So like yeah. maybe if they want to hit the exactly. club, they could have done so after the race. The Agreed. time is a huge. The I time have is a huge issue. I feel like I, in the future we're gonna get a little more like they're gonna dial in and be like, okay, we got They've that wrong. But I did hear that, that like, you know, it's to, the sun starts to set in Vegas after six p.m. and they needed to make sure, like, you know, the winter sun is so much lower, so it is such a like hard. Like the sun is hard on your eyes at when it's this low. Okay, so so eight thirty. They were looking at. Well, and I was like, nine. It still sets. Nine. I mean, still sets before 10. So feels you know, like, like nine I, would still I be fully dark. Yeah. I feel like this is the hill somebody had to die on. And now they're like, uh, they're not going to have a job. I think year. it's like a much higher <laughs> up too. like, this happens a lot in all forms of decision making. But some boss was like, this is a really good idea. And everyone yeah. had to be like, oh, well, you know, so and so thought it was a really good idea. And we've tried. But like. Right. They won't like we can't. So all of us have to fall in line off of like, you know, some random ass higher ranking persons high in the sky idea. Okay, sorry. Enough about the time. It's just I have an issue with the time. I think I agree. And I think there's a lot of I mean, even like the European market, it's it's at 4 a.m. Like, come on. Like they. So that hits they already thing. hate this race. Yeah. Like they don't want to see this race, and they just certainly aren't going to wake up at four a.m. to see. So that it. just shows, like, it wasn't for the European market. It just is like it wasn't for the European. generally inconvenient for everyone, except for maybe our like Australian fan base and our you know yeah and our Japanese Chinese There's, like Asian fan base. Yeah, the Asian market is really gonna They're win gonna on this one. They're like, oh, twelve hours, Which, perfect. We love a 10 a.m. race. <laughs> Which, yeah, it's Thanks a huge so audience, but I didn't realize what that we gift. were catering yeah. the Vegas race for like the. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I know. It's it's going to be wild. We'll we'll see. It's a wild card. But, okay. Um, excuse me. <clears throat> so this, I also thought, you know how like you have, it's the Brazilian Grand Prix, but the track is Interlagos. Like that's the yeah. track. And I was like, well, does this track have like a cool name? It does not. It is just the Las Vegas Strip Circuit. Okay. It kind of leaves me wanting more. We could do better. 
we could do better. But so it's also maybe if you're going like, to rethink the time, let's give it a cool name. But Interlagos is also a track for other things too, right? Okay. Like they race That's other, true. right? Like the track name is the track name because yeah. it's and at these other places, like they are holding other racing events there. True. Like I mean, Coda is Monaco a, is, is a like track. Like Monaco is just the Monaco yeah, like, like street. It's a staple. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna I'll give, give them a pass. I'm not giving them a pass on much, but I'm giving them a pass on it. that one. Yes. Well, it's we're we're gonna have some time to get it right because they have been contracted for a 10 year deal with Las Vegas. So year one gives us a, a place to start and then you've got 10 years to figure it out. So hopefully they can. And some people are saying like this is if Monaco is like the old money like extension of Formula I One. Can't. Vegas is like the new generation. Uh, and I was like, no, you cannot compare Monaco and Vegas in the same sentence. It's it's not. It's not the same thing. So don't. And also, if same. that was the thing, then if every if all the richy riches wanted to come and if it's the new money, then why? I mean, if that's this is the perfect example of that, then why are the ticket prices falling so much? Because like, it's just not. And honestly, I won't. I won't die on the hill for the Miami GP, but if they're trying to do that, the Miami GP is the better, like, is the better counterpart of that because it's drawn, it's actually selling the tickets. Like, whether the people are actually watching, who knows, but the rich people are coming to the, and buying the tickets. Well, <laughs> yeah, both are on resurfaced parking lots. So, yeah. I mean, they're, it's apples to apples at this point. I'm just saying, if <laughs> we're Vegas making a case, the highest ticket. Yeah, the highest ticket price we have on the circuit is Las Vegas, and the next highest is Miami. So, and Miami sold their tickets; they didn't have to drop them. Yeah. I mean, they didn't. They probably did at the very end, but not to the extent. I not had to, to reach. Out, I reached out to people on behalf of of your husband trying to get tickets, and they were a hard ticket to get in Miami. And it does not seem to be the case in Las Vegas. Correct. And again, I'm not yeah. like dying on the like for for Miami either. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah it's again we're all all in due time we will see what's going to happen okay Um, but the the track itself is 3.853 miles long miles we're not talking kilometers because we're in america oh we can talk kilometers it's 6.201 kilometers but as an american podcast well i just thought we always yeah i just feel like we always talk in kilometers because that's what we're normally (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and if you haven't seen the yes. Nate Bargatze SNL skit about <laughs> like America and it talks about the metric system in it, please go watch. It's hilarious. Please, it's it's <laughs> genius, genius, genius. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be it's it's got a lot of straights, so not yeah. a lot of corners. So you know, if your straight line speed is where your car's at this season, congrats because you're gonna you're gonna crush. Um, turn twelve leads you to the fastest one point four mile straight, um, which they're expecting to see speeds of like 212 miles per hour so like that's a really that's fast crazy. and it's a pretty long like a mile that's long quarter like that's a long stretch like yeah that's a long that's a longy um so that's kind of and exciting is that that's a drs then, zone yes yeah yes that is definitely so, i think I mean, there's two set up for this so okay. there's you know it, not a lot of opportunity for overtakes it looks like because the corners are pretty pretty tight um but somebody put this up and I can't unsee it, but I'm going to try to show you like this is the Las Vegas. It looks like a like pig. The, it looks like a pig. And, you know, like on 
and Homer Simpson, like on The Simpsons, when he was like, the pig walks on the ceiling, like that's exactly the shape of this Please damn Please share track. that on our <laughs> IG. But yeah, it looks like yes. a pig. It looks like the, oh the neighborhood I'm in, it has it's like a, a slaughterhouse and it's called Butchertown. And it looks like the Butchertown logo. <laughs> yeah, it's pig. <laughs> but I mean, this like, is... Oh, gosh. Are we going to see a rematch of Sergio and uh, Fernando going down the street? Could be. Like, is this round Could two? Could be. One can hope. I mean, if the, yeah, there's um, my hope for Vegas that we get another battle down the straight between Checo yes. and Fernando. Well, I'm but here's to hoping. Uh, but this is where it's. I mean, again, this track is. But it's such a no square. Like it's happening. not like a. Yeah, it's not a it's lot like a of rectangle. like dick-dicks. intricates. I mean, there's some pieces, but like for the most part, it's pretty straight. Are we so, naming like, the corners? Have they named any of them? Not that I've seen. Okay. Um, I mean, I can can try to look that up, but it, we... just, it just says between like turns four and five, and like what roads you're gonna see. Like you're gonna pass Bellagio, you're gonna pass yeah. Caesar's Palace. Yeah, like they're gonna be like the one point four miles that that straight is all on the strip. So that's like that's gonna be like an iconic right photo from here to forever. But can we put a pin in something for one of our off season episodes? Yeah. Can we do a deep dive into all the names of the corners at like the iconic races? Oh, I love that. Sorry. I just have, would like to like learn the history of some of those. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) Carry on. History buff. (laughs) Here for it. Okay. Um, But the the part of the worry for this race, one is it's it's new. So you're getting a fresh tarmac with no grip. There is no racing going on before the actual race. Right. So there's no like F2. There's there's nothing else going on. It's just this Formula One race. So very concerned about what this is going to do with tires. Yeah. Because it's already no supposed precedent. to be really chilly. And there's no grip. So like Pirelli is, you know, they're using like the softest of soft tires that they have because the soft tires take the least amount of time to, to warm, warm up. up yeah. Um, but that's, you know, God forbid it rains. Like, let's not even Oof. put Don't a put stitch that of rain it, in the no. forecast, please. Because I keep that my is, weather we dancing for spot. Well, and we saw right. this with Miami. Um, it was another, it was a problem there. Less of a problem this year, but with its first year was like also the same issue of not with the temperature, but with this being like, yes. wouldn't that mean resurfaced it's, like roads and parking lots and the issue of what the tires are going to do, what like what it's going to be like how's this what's the wear going to be like what's the temp you know obviously Miami was much hotter yeah yeah it's gonna be chilly in Vegas bring your bring your coat it's gonna be chilly I mean this is gonna be like they used to have preseason like not preseason but like the beginning of the races used to start in Spain um but they moved it because it was like late February early March and they yeah, because it was getting too cold for the, and the cars weren't ready for it. And so that's why we have them now like in Australia in Bahrain and, and yeah. um, in like the warmer climates, cities and countries. Um, so this is going to be a really big issue, not just for like one car, but I think for, for everybody. I think they need to change where it is in the in the calendar, but well, I don't know if that's even feasible. Can we flop Vegas and, and Miami? Oh, like, oh, yeah. give me... Because Miami's Miami hot. In November. I'm going in, I'm going tomorrow and my mom said it's hot. Hot AF. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, would not make sense, AF, although but it's I warm. It's warm I mean, enough. I know they can't do they it can't in do November it in Miami season. because of football, but it would make more sense to put yeah. Vegas, you know, 
yeah. in a spot Football when it's not would, cold. Would totally. <laughs> but they even said they were like, we when we made this deal, we didn't even factor in weather. And Which I was just like, seems silly. <laughs> also seems like somebody, like whoever decided Someone not to check about the weather is also who decided it needed to start at midnight. Well, so somebody like was just person, like, it's Vegas. It's the desert. It's hot. End of story. No, the desert at night is not hot. It's right. cold. But that's, what watch somebody, the but that's what someone said. <laughs> that's someone in their head was just like, it's desert. It's hot. It doesn't matter. Next. Yeah. Moving on. Well, this was really interesting because, you know, Liberty Media bought um, some land, some parking spaces, unused <laughs> land. And it was like $240 million that they used to create. Th- th- that was the amount that they spent on this parcel of land. And this is where they've put the permanent paddock fixture. So like that part of this won't change, won't be touched. But let me just read to you what is happening at this spot. Cause I thought this was insane. I'm sure it's going to be wild. The pit building is the length of three American football fields and features a 28,000 square foot video screen made into or made into the F1 logo on its roof. And I'm just going to show you this, Danielle. Oh, I know wow. you can't see that. But you see, how, like, that's I a screen. It, but yeah. And that's on the, who's watching this? Like, didn't they take, like, such extreme measures to make sure nobody can peek and see anything at this this race? But, like, you're putting, like, this 28,000 square foot screen on the top of a building. Who the fuck is watching that? I'm so confused. Is it all just for, like, drone, helicopter? Like, right. I don't know. I don't know. Wouldn't Seems, it be a better part? I, when you first described I, it, I was wondering if it was going to be similar to the big board they have at, for here, we live in Louisville, Kentucky, and we have Churchill Downs Racetrack where they have the Kentucky Derby, and there is a huge, they call it the big board. They have a huge, like, board that's similar to, like, the ones inside the Cowboys Stadium or yeah, at SoFi Stadium from- that you can, but you can see it for it's a huge, it's for the people. Yeah. As opposed you can see to, it when I mean, you're, really when you're in a plane driving over, like yeah. flying over, you can see. And when it's lit up at night, you're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> but, so I'm guessing it's like, they're trying, I, when you first described it, I said, oh, they're doing like a big board, but apparently on the roof for nobody. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is weird. Yeah. So Vegas, I mean, the F1 has spent $500 million making this a reality. So in the, you know, we're going to see like they they wrote a thank you letter to Vegas and almost like a you're welcome letter as well of we're estimated bringing you one point seven billion dollars Las Vegas. You're welcome for the economic impact F1 is bringing to your city. And I'm just kind of like. But isn't Vegas kind of like, eh, OK, but like we got okay. you know, a conference of like accountants and we've like, you know, got a thousand bajillion of them and we've got that happening every five minutes here. Like we've got like. The people yeah. are coming I mean, to billion, Vegas. Like, billion's a lot of money. I know, but like. For sure. But it's also like, well, were these estimated like when you were selling your tickets for. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously like you economic. Or like, <laughs> you know. Well, there's certainly like, like economic investment for. figures. I mean, that's how any event does. So they're just trying to sell it. We'll see. You know, you see afterwards. And we. I don't know how I feel about this race. Obviously, I've been a full, full, full-fledged full hater, but I want a good race. What I want a good race, too. <laughs> I do, too. Yeah. Okay. So, do you have any more That's all I got track? for the track. Um, yeah. Do you want to? Um, well, I guess I'll go straight into, like, full. We're just talking about this track, the state of state of things. And you know what? 
Lewis Hamilton is apprehensive too. Lewis Hamilton apprehensive of Las Vegas Grand Prix. I don't understand how we're going to move around. And this goes to what we just talked about of how the track is going straight down the strip. There's all the bridges put over. Um, but here's our, our King Lewis Hamilton's take. In a recent interview, Lewis Hamilton expressed both excitement and apprehensiveness, which same Lewis, same, for the upcoming <laughs> Las Vegas Grand Prix, calling it a, quote, wild experience. The unique night race, set to become a 2023 calendar highlight, poses unfamiliar challenges for the drivers. Uh, and so here he shared his thoughts. Let me get down to his quote. Quote, I just don't understand how we're going to move around that place, he admitted. I don't understand how I'm going to get from the track to the hotel. It's going to be such a compact spot, so many people, but it's going to be a wild, wild experience. The best thing to go is to go with an open mind, not having any predetermined ideas of what it's going to be like and just take it all in when you get there. Driving under nightlights, I feel like I'm going to be in a casino. <laughs> I'm going to feel like I'm in a casino. <laughs> Pretty cool. Um, so, you know, Lewis is like us. Just, you know, he's not like us, but he's also like us. And that's why we love him. Yes. Uh, He said, people will be coming in from all over for that Grand Prix. He assured the media outlet. It's great. Each city in America gives a different atmosphere. The one thing is that they've got amazing fans, hardcore sporting fans in the United States. It's such a huge place. There's something for everyone. The mountains, the countryside, the city. I mean, sing it, Lewis. This land is your land. This land is our land. Uh, (laughs) He said, Vegas, a big playground for adults. It's going to be mad. I'll be interested to see how you can stay focused. So you know, we talk about how the drivers sometimes are looking around. Obviously, we know our boy Fernando does it quite frequently. You know, he's checking yes. out the big boards. There's also that's yeah. another element that we haven't even talked to you about the racing. You know, these people are human. And like yeah. any of us, they're, they're locked in, but you can still get distracted. So that's another element we haven't really discussed that, you know, Sir Lewis is letting us bring into the forefront. I agree. I mean, we, the most distracted I feel like out of the group is Lando. Like, I'm I'm a little concerned for his safety. <laughs> I'm like, I'd be like, guys, did you see? Oh, shit, we're still in a race. Like, I could just see, like, the squirrel mentality, like, definitely overtaking that kid. And, you know, him having a really hard time staying, like, in Well, we know Logan, Logan be crashing all the time. We can't be giving additional opportunities for him to be distracted and hit the also, walls. Did you see the thing that it was, like, 3.9 or $7 million, the amount of damage he's done to the car this year i forget it's three point something i'm not gonna don't quote me on the exact but yeah three point whatever is still too many still substantial and we need that not to happen like you have two more races logan come on can just fingers crossed you can so yeah like don't crash in vegas (laughs) right i mean also i'm talking to you alex albon last last race wasn't a good one for you either like stop causing williams all this heartbreak and all this money keep the I mean, cars in James between the curves so calm like i don't think you're gonna get like the angry talk from dad but you're gonna get the disappointed talk from dad which oh, hurts yeah i'm not mad at you, you know worse just than really just mad yeah so like let's not get the disappointed talk from james after vegas okay guys please yeah also, we haven't talked about this, but the curves at Vegas are super cool. And I'm going to go ahead and say oh, that's I my favorite it. thing with the yes with the playing card. Like it's great, ten out of ten. Yes, claps to yeah. Vegas for that. Very, very cool. Yeah, so okay. I, I agree. I think it's going to be really interesting to see like the distractions and like the lights and like the bells and the whistles. Um, but I just hope that it it doesn't cause chaos. Okay, another thing that's causing chaos is the forecast, mm-hmm. which we mentioned briefly, but yes. From motorsport.com, Las Vegas Grand Prix weather forecast. How cold will it be for the F1 race? And this being pushed later the night into the evening, obviously it gets colder 
throughout the night. So yes. uh, the Las Vegas Grand Prix is just days away and many are anticipating a race unlike anything else on this year's F1 calendar. The weekend event is a unique point of 2023 with the event taking place between Thursday and Saturday instead of the usual Friday to Sunday format. Um, so, you know, in previous years, races on the iconic strike had resulted in drivers complaining about the high temperatures. The last time Formula One took the streets of Vegas was in 1982. Fun fact. But the Caesars mm-hmm. Palace Grand Prix was heavily criticized for the flat track and higher temperatures, which reached highs of 31.37.1 degrees Celsius or 99.8 degrees Fahrenheit. So that race took place at the end of September and the heat combined with the track conditions from the abrasive asphalt of the hotel car park meant that the drivers were struggling to get grip from their tires. Heat also affected the drivers with many suffering from neck pain and extreme exhaustion at the end of the 75 lap race, which we've recently seen this with, uh, with Austin and, um, where were we right before Austin? I'm having like a brain, brain break, but anyways, we've saw the, the hot temps are an issue. Yes. But the weather forecast for the Las Vegas Grand Prix, uh, the lows are going to be set to reach around 13 Celsius, 55 degrees Fahrenheit, with the lows of 8 degrees Celsius, 46 degrees Fahrenheit. And on Thursday, there's a 20, 20% chance of rain. Friday, similar with a 40% chance of rain. Oh, no. Saturday, the chance of rain significantly reduces ahead of the race with a light rain. So there is going to be, we're, we're thinking that there's going to be water on the track because the rain, the chance of rain significantly reduces ahead of the race with light rain forecast until the early afternoon, which should clear before nighttime, which that part's good, but we don't know how immediately. No, we don't know how that's going to affect like, and the lows, which it's going to be lows when the race is going off. Like, let's be real. Yes. It's seven degrees Celsius or 44 degrees Fahrenheit. That is chilly. That's frigid. Chilly. Yeah. The colder weather could greatly impact the performance of the three Pirelli compounds, but cold temperatures could have an impact on the car overall. Colder track surfaces mean that the tires take longer to warm up and require more energy from the cars to get going, and this could result in them losing pressure faster and needing more pit stops during the race. Colder tires also result in a lack of grip for the drivers, meaning they will have to fight for their cars to remain on the tracks. Long straights will cool the tires and brakes. With only a few high-speed corners, which are usually where heat is generated, drivers will struggle to build up heat quickly. So we all kind of talked about this, but, you know, the brakes are too cold. Drivers could face locking up and running wide, which could result in some possible yellow flags or collisions. We just talked about that. So this is going to be a whole a whole weather, um, you know, conundrum. Oh, my gosh. If this, it drops yeah. below 5 degrees Celsius over the weekend... It could make, which I think is what, 41 degrees or something around that. It could make for the coldest race in F1 history. So the coldest F1 race was the 78 Canadian Grand Prix where temperatures in the air reached five degrees Celsius in Montreal. That race was held in October and those standing on the podium were wrapped in winter jackets as snow began to fall. So that was a race with snow. Who knew? Wow. That's wild. So there you go. I know we mentioned the weather, but the weather oh, is going to be a whole thing. I oh, I can't yeah. with the weather. <laughs> I just yeah, can't. that rain. The rain is, <laughs> and again, we don't know how this, like, how it will dry up, and like what rain does to this. We haven't seen. We have no idea. So 
Wow. But if you want to wow. go, Formula One Las Vegas ticket prices continue to plunge a day before the Grand Prix. Ticket prices continue to decline sharply for Formula One Grand Prix in Las Vegas, even as the highly anticipated event is set to rev its engine in just one day. Since last week, prices have dropped 23% for Saturday night's main event, falling below $1,000, with the current get-in price for tickets hovering around $800, according to TickPick. That's down 50% since a month ago when the cheapest tickets sold for $1,645. Prices for the practice and qualifying sessions on Thursday and Friday, respectively, are crashing too. The cheapest tickets for both days dropped as much as 20% in a week and are down 70% from last month. It's a drastic decline for the sporting spectacle, the first F1 race to be held on the Las Vegas Strip. A year ago, when tickets initially went on sale, this Saturday's title race tickets were selling for around $1,622. This, price, this week's price indicate that they have fallen by 50% since November 2022. So That's crazy. And, and here's, I, is it in this article or my next article? But there's, um, oh, this is it. So they say a lot of reasons have gone into it. Max already have basically locked in the championship, the weather. I think the week before Thanksgiving is also somewhat of a thing. But there are some small indications that American interest in the sport might have peaked. U.S. TV ratings for this year's F1 season have fallen 8%, but are the second highest average on record for ESPN, according to Sports Media Watch. Motor sports writer Jeff Gluck for The Athletic hypothesized that the casual viewers who were drawn in from the Netflix series may have already lost interest, signaling a, quote, real danger for the sport in the U.S. if they bail altogether. Uh, Gluck wrote that something compelling has to happen. Something could mean Red Bull falls off or another team mounts enough of a challenge to make it more interesting next season. But what F1 likely can't afford in the U.S. is for 2024 to be a similar year to the last two, because that could cause the group with newfound F1 passion to fall follow the casuals out the door. So I think this, this is why I shared this article, which is from CNN, because the ticket prices are one thing, but I I think it says something more about like the state of F1, which is pretty interesting, especially to our audience. I agree. I mean, I, I think for the casual fan, yes, I do think there it's, it can be boring boring if you're, you're just like, (laughs) you know, Max is going to win. There's if we're lucky, we'll get like some lockups and some twists and some turns and, you know, like some we'll get good a racing every now and again. But it's yeah. not two hours worth of entertaining television content. So, like, I can understand if you don't have like a, a favorite driver interest. or like, yeah. yeah, yeah, then I can definitely understand why you're like, I it's not for me. I'm like, oh, OK, cool. My husband you know, is but, a fan, but I, and I'd say he's on the higher range of casual fan, but a casual fan. I mean, if. If a race and a soccer match are on at the same time, he usually is picking like a Champions League or Premier League soccer uh, football game. But if there's good racing, he's like, like turn it on. I want to see it. But I yeah. mean, every every Sunday he walks in, he's like, so did Max? This is Max winning again. How many seconds this time? You know. So yeah, I think that's just like an anecdotal casual fan type thing. And he's a you know on the higher spectrum of casual mm-hmm. fan, but. It's been boring. Yeah. It's been boring. So, I mean, I think I, I would use that metric as an 8% decrease in viewership because it's been a boring season, not because the casual fan is not interested in F1, but it's what are they watching? Like, Max yeah. went again? Great. Cool. It, I mean, and again, and I'm if sure, you're, 
looking for like more excitement. It just hasn't been consistent this year. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I'm going to skip my story. <laughs> my other, I just feel like I've been hating too hard on this. So I'm going to skip this story from the AP um, overestimating fan demand. But I yeah. do think one little bit about it is interesting. Um, and, you know, it talks about the hospitality packages and the exorbitant hotel rates and the average get in price of about $2,000. But one thing I think is interesting is that F1 owner Liberty Media, um, their CEO, Renee Wilm, on their November 3rd earnings call, vowed we will be sold out by the time of the event. Hmm. And I think that that's an interesting little tidbit as we go into it, that she said that on an earnings call, which is obviously, you know, where the decisions and the people of power are. And she said that on November 3rd and today is November 15th. Yeah. Like the race is beginning tomorrow. So tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what, like, I think it's interesting to think of it from the business standpoint of like, she said that on an earnings call. So what's going to happen now that that, you know, didn't happen. And do we think that maybe like there could be changes at Liberty media? This is just, you know, some light, Sure. I mean, it's it's when you you put on like the the business head of it, like you do. Have, I mean, obviously, a five hundred million dollar investment in one race, you're like, that's a lot of money. When who's going to get paid back first? And you know, there's there's a lot, there's a lot of bills <laughs> that we got to pay with this. You know, like what's going to happen? And when the projections don't come close to reality, somebody has to pay for that. Um, I mean, which on, is, on a call two weeks ago, she's saying it's going to be sold out. So I'm just, I will be interested to see how this plays out after the race okay. with the Liberty Media, like shareholders and investors. But tickets sold out or tickets sold out at what price? Like, it, like do you just am saying like, like what is right. their, you know, like I can sell out the stadium because I sold them for $5. So then everybody, right. every ticket sold. So is that. Did she put that in the clause or did she? I mean, I don't know. That's just a, that's all. Obviously, yeah. they just pulled a small quote from it. I don't have, you know, her full notes from the shareholder meeting. I just think that that quote was interesting mm-hmm. because I think yes. we could end up seeing something play out that, like, you know, just, yeah. I just keep it in the back of your brain. Well, I'm keeping it in my back of my brain because you remember we talked about this a couple months ago about Apple wanting to buy the television streaming rights for all of F1 for $2 billion. I'm curious if the, if Liberty Media is like, that is, that's going to be way more attractive if we don't sell out Vegas because we're going to need to pay back some people. I'm just curious if that's, um, well, wonder if I mean, that $2 billion dollars, on the table. at that point, you're like, I don't want the headache. You can have it, Apple. But do your thing. Um, but, you know, you got to sell, sell in a tie. Sell tickets. I also <laughs> yeah. am interested to like, we in that article I shared or it had the 8% decline in US viewership. I'd be interested to know um, what the, if there, if there is, there may not be, or there could be a growth, what the viewership worldwide or specifically in Europe is looking like? Is it growing? Is it maintaining? Is it declining there? Yeah, that's a good question. Very good question. I don't know. Well, a question you do know the answer to because you watched this and are going to take us on a wild ride through it is that Carlos Sainz and Justin Thomas prevail at the wild first of its kind Netflix Cup F1 and golf crossover in Las Vegas. So 
Carlos yeah. Chili Pepper signs beat three other teams alongside his partner, golfer Justin Thomas and Kentucky native. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, so so I'm not going to read this article because I want Shannon to really take us through this. But I just okay. um, I yeah, well, didn't get to watch it because I had so many kids sporting events, but I'm interested to know what Shannon's take is on this okay. win golf club I've, event. I've got a lot of thoughts because there's. <laughs> Hmm. I, I okay. Uh, here I'm gonna say I this. did watch a tiny bit this morning <laughs> to catch up, so because I could, so that I could, yeah, know your specific beef with the person you're about mm-hmm. to talk about. Okay, the the broadcast itself was brutal. Like the actual show was brutal. Did it have legs? Yes. Was the execution there? No. And a huge component of that was I don't know who the the female co-host was, but she was terrible. I mean, she's super pretty. Like, she was fun to look at, but girl, and she's like, I don't know anything about Formula One telling you about these drivers. And I was like, that, mm. how'd you get the job? How did you get this job? Clearly didn't know anything about golf either because she was, she was struggling. Like, the amount of, like, uncomfortable, quiet pauses in this show, I, Dan was like, Dan walked away. He was like, this is, I cannot watch I this. I'm like, I did turn it on you. for a little bit this morning. And, and we talked about this last week, and I said this, Netflix has had some issues with live events yes. and even though when ESPN, a sports powerhouse, like they know how to do live sports. That is what they do day in, day yes. out. Even when they have done some of these like live type, like golf events um, or not even them, but I think like, I guess ESPN has done some and then some like have been on TNT and TBS. Even they struggle with that format because it's not mm-hmm. the best format for golf of these just small groups. Yes. That's why when you watch a golf tournament, they're like, we're taking you to this one. We're taking you to this one. Exactly. We just saw a good shot. So we're going to take you back. Like it happened a minute ago, but like, we're going to show it to you, mm-hmm. which is totally unfeasible with like a yeah. small group. Yes. Yeah, so there's only four groups of golfers. So, and they're, they're golfing, you know, like one starts on one hole, one starts on the other kind of thing. But like, it's, there wasn't enough entertaining action going on. Like they had some really interesting, like gimmicky holes, which I was like, okay, fun. Like I'll tell you the start of it, like the, the five lights, you know, the red lights go on and then like the lights go out and then like you just automatically have to swing and then you have to race to your cart and then down a cart past you. And like, that was fun. I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. That's good. And like that kept it like, you know, it going. Um, and I'll, but after that, like when you actually had to talk about the drivers and then you talk about the the golfers, it's like nothing. Thank God for Joel. Um, Damon. Joel Damon. Love him. I've always loved him. He was one of my favorites on the show. Now I'm a big fan. I follow what he does. I love his wife. Love his caddy. Like the, the whole thing. I'm like, He has yes, a great caddy amazing. too. Great caddy. He made it so interesting. And he was like, oh, this girl's drowning. I got to, I'm going to help her I out. Gotta, like he could yeah. tell. Um, but he was also very insightful for the golf and like you know the the weather and the lighting played an issue because they started like at I think it was like four o'clock Vegas time or five like it was pretty early in the day but like by the time it finished like they had the night lights out like the the grounds uh the grass was dewy and wet like slowed down the ball a lot so like you're asking these players to, who you know the the drivers who recreational don't golfers play, yeah don't do play golf, professional you know, golf. 
Like it, it was hard. I mean, Alex Albon slipped. Like that was embarrassing, and he was like, "Oh my god!" Like <laughs> slipped and fell down. Like also, in we a can't swing, like, have him, like, like breaking a wrist or something. I know. Like the first thing I thought of, like when he braced himself to catch, I was like, "Not his hands!" Oh god, not his yeah. hands. Um, you know, which was crazy. He also made a terrible comment, and I hope that Lily really stabbed oh, him in god, the face with say? something today. <laughs> because like there's okay, there's a hole where they had uh, the you know the Netflix um. Oh my gosh! What's the the one with the faces and like the the games? Um, oh, Squid Games. The Squid Games. That's what yeah. I was trying to. Okay. And they had like this giant doll, and her head would turn, and if oh, she was yes. yeah. you while you hit, then the the shot doesn't count. So you had to wait until she wasn't looking at you, and then you had to hit the the golf, and then you could drive. But Alex was like, "Yeah, she kind of looks like my girlfriend." Like this is a creepy. No, that's, I mean, anyone who's watched Squid Games knows exactly what you're talking about. I'm like, Alex, I'm sorry, you can't, if you're listening to this, you can't see this, but my eyes are, no. Yeah, like, no. So I'm like, Lily is a perfect angel who does yeah, not look like icon legend. Doll. <laughs> what are you doing? No. Your girlfriend so is like, that like was... a professional athlete slash beautiful, stunning, could be a supermodel. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, that was a bad call. And I hope that she roasts you for a lifetime for this. But here's where they could have fixed a lot of these problems. Well, one, you need to hire a production company that knows live sports and not and that's that Netflix's use- issue. That was it. You know, like, and if this is something you're like gauging long term, like, is this something we want to do? You need to invest in the right type of people who know how to do this. Mm-hmm. You wanted to find a crossover who could have carried that show on her back. You could have gotten our girl, Heather McMahon. She's a Netflix yes, special a comedian. You crushed this. She loves golf. She loves Formula One. She would have bridged this beautifully. She would have been entertaining. She would not have let any di- like downtime. She would have made it great. And she is a larger than life personality. It would have been a perfect fit for Vegas. So this is my suggestion to the crew for next year. Put Heather on the show. And they need to hire some, you know, call up. A, a former CBS golf person call up like an, a golf network. Like we got to We see these crossovers all the time. Kirk Kerb streets on ESPN, but he's also hidden the Amazon prime. Like if you want to make this Amazon, Amazon prime is an actual perfect example of how someone who's new to live sports has done it well and executed it with these Thursday night football games. They clearly made the investments in the talent and the people, obviously this is a gimmicky golf tournament, but if, if you want to be effective in this, you can't alienate people for these high profile things because it happened with the love is blind thing, a totally different audience, but some crossover, like you cannot muff these live, these live TV opportunities. If you want to play in the space, because now you're getting a couple. And I saw some of the parts with Marshawn Lynch and I find Marshawn Lynch to be very entertaining on, you know, when he can be, but it was, it was tough. And he's like, yeah. you know, it was like the, they didn't, they didn't like maybe talk beforehand or like, I don't know why he's meeting him for the first time, them at the, for the first time at the end of this thing. It, it just felt like all the conversations were stilted that I heard. And yeah. so it felt like, and the, it didn't feel like the guys knew each other. I think these work really well when they've done them with like Tom Brady and um, I, was it like Peyton Manning or Aaron Rodgers have all done these because clearly like they know each other well enough Mm -hmm. so that like you know this foursome of guys like tiger and tom brady be kicking it so they are going to go on the golf course and they're going to have like chatter boxing and they're going to 
you could tell that yeah. there was some lost in translation in terms of like them not knowing each other super well and their chemistry being I, I stilted. I, yeah. I mean, I, again, I think this has a Legs. ton of potential. I want it yeah. to happen for future events. So this is, so please fun. do not take this off the air. Like it's going to be great. I, I, I agree. I think that, you know, chemistry is a big part of especially live events, but, but you also found four golfers on that have personality, which was great. Um, but you also had four drivers that wanted to take this so seriously. And it's like, ah, yeah. This was like the seriousness that you needed to take it. Now, I get, I get it. I'm sure. I mean. Well, they're coming off the PGA, the uh, Ryder Cup. Like they did that, which those are much more like serious oh, yeah. golf events. So yes. they're probably coming yeah. off that being like, we're going to win. And they did not we're realize that. Yeah. Yeah. So hats off to to Justin and um, Carlos. Carlos. I mean, Justin did go to, he's from Goshen, which is, he went to the elementary school where my kids go to school. So they, he's like our little claim to fame in our town. So pretty cool um i was like do you think that they're talking about like the kentucky derby if, if, if justin's like yeah i'm from louisville and he's like oh kentucky derby because you know everybody who it was like that's the only thing that they ever know louisville by is or like KFC. oh kentucky derby it's, yeah kfc yeah and you're K- like kfc <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in europe when you go they say kfc <laughs> they either say kfc or they say kentucky derby and you're like yes to both <laughs> i feel like i get a lot of like chicky chicky <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. um but it Oh, I had a thought. Hold on. It's, it's going to come back. Shit. You're just talking about your hometown hero. Can't. Talking about my hometown hero. Oh, 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 that's what it was. So Justin and, and Carlos win. All the other drivers stuck around. But you know who didn't stick around? Lando Lando. Norris. Lando Norris was nowhere to be found. And I find, like, I, this is what gets me about this kid. Like, I get to the point where I'm like, okay, okay, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get there with Lando. And then he does something like this. And I'm like, bro. Carlos, it's your boy. This is a fun time. Like, this is supposed to be fun. And Maybe you, it's used the bathroom. Just, I, doubt, I don't think that that's why he left. I think he left because he's a brat and he didn't win. So he bratted his way out. And he's like, I got to go. Like, that's the energy I got from it. And I was, you know what? I'm going to need him but to win so I can really commit to being a fan. The hate continues <laughs> like, for Lando. I'm so Can't annoyed. even escape it at the golf no, tournament. because he was acting Whatever. like a brat because he didn't win. And I'm like, sorry, Carlos had some great drives and he didn't. But also, Carlos pulled a Lando because he broke the Netflix trophy. I know. I saw that. I was like, there could have been better ways are... for Lando to be here. <laughs> but no, this is how you pay homage is you just break the, break the trophy. Broken trophies are the theme of 2023. It's the year yes. of the broken trophy. That's, you know what? 2023's P1 is the broken trophy. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I'm going to go back and really, like, I'm not going to do a deep dive of watching it, but I'm going to keep skimming it. But I, just in what the little I watched, felt uncompelled. Yeah, it wasn't great. You're not going to miss a lot. I mean, I, I enjoyed it, but not because of the entertainment value. It was just because I was interested to see how they golf. And that was... <laughs> That was it. That was it. Well, but something I, I am super interested in oh. is the the ho- the holiday gift that everyone needs to have on their oh, list this a year. Must have. A must have must is have. the Botas calendar or the Botas. I think is what the we're Botas. calling it. The Botas oh. calendar. A must buy. 
Get in line at your local retailers. Set the chair (laughs) out. Get the fam on Black Friday. We camping. We getting ready for it. This is, the man is a genius. We talked about marketing. He's a gift that we do not deserve. And if you don't know, King, icon, legend, EB77 is releasing a Botas calendar. Shannon, tell the people what this man is gifting us. If you loved Botas's ass in a stream, you're going to love it <laughs> hugging a tree. You're going to love it fly fishing. You're going to love it in all the places that we have seen and hoped that Valtteri would give us a little sneak peek in his stories of like, ooh, I bet he's taking a naked photo. And now we have a compilation of mm-hmm. 12 glorious 13. pictures. 13. 13. Oh Not my gosh. Not 12, so ladies and gentlemen. He's giving you a bonus. You thought you were just getting 12, but this man is giving you a bonus month because he's a generous king. We're getting that bonus peach all <laughs> up in it, and I'm here for it. So if you don't know what to give the F1 lover in your life, <laughs> this is it. <laughs> this you is can guarantee that for. this calendar <laughs> is on the top of my Christmas list. Can't oh, wait to you hang better... it right here yes. behind me for all future recordings. Because one hundred percent. And if you need someone to record a uh, commercial, what are they called? An infomercial for this? Call us. <laughs> we got it. One eight hundred. Dial Botas. <laughs> That's too many numbers, <laughs> but I don't care. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, it's all we want, and he knew what he knew what the people wanted. He did. He did. He He's always like, has. I got he you. always has. He always has. And it's going to charity. So like the the re, the the funds are going to research. Um, I think it's prostate cancer. So, I mean, a benevolent king. It just guy's yeah, the best. He is the best. And there's you know there is another king doing is another. Is he the new Seb that we don't deserve? I mean, he's out there like it's different. It's different. It's different. But he's giving the vibes of like the king we don't deserve, and he's really it, picked up. Where Seth yes. left off. It may not be the humanitarian effort no, that yeah, yeah. globally Seb is giving us, but, but you know, prostate the world. research He's... is very important, and that that affects every person on on every continent. So you know that it's global humanitarian work. And now we that I think know about that Valtteri loves the Earth and the planet. Yeah. He be he be riding the trails. He be out in the ski slopes. He be you know hitting the beach. He was just in the Dominican. Yeah. He's taking in our Earth, and you know that he cares about it. I do. I know. I know in my heart. And that's why he's showing us his peach and peach all over the planet. Yeah. Princess Peach is now (laughs) Valtteri Botas. (laughs) Yeah. He's just, we don't deserve him. We don't. We don't. Just, we don't. Um, okay. Not that you're going to care about this next one, but it's something I care about. And I know that there's at least 75 fans of ours that also care about it. But um, Daniel Ricardo's Enchante Chalet Ski Shop opens tomorrow at 10 a.m. And I've already registered to be one of the first to get on the scoop. Because there you, is. What you ordering? There's a little teacup with a little saucer. And I love a teacup that. and a saucer. The fuck I don't. You don't, you don't, don't tell me what that. I need and what I don't need. Stop it. I don't need another pair of his uncomfortable ass sweatshirts. I ain't going to get don't. one of those. But I am going to get a little tea so- <laughs> teacup saucer. A merch question for you, Queen yes. of Merch. Mm-hmm. Whose merch is more premium to wear? Like to wear. fit, comf- comfort, um, durability through the yes. wash. Sir Lewis Hamilton mm-hmm. or Daniel Ricardo? 
1000% Sir Lewis Hamilton. I've never gotten anything of his that hasn't fit great, impeccably, love it. It's so like the weight is perfect. The the texture is perfect. It's not too stiff. It doesn't like take a minute to like get it in there. Um I've had the... like, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> what? Sorry. <laughs> what? Okay. You just went into a <laughs> We're talking about sweatshirts. Was... <laughs> sweatshirts, yes. Well, I'll tell you why. Because they're in the Enchante Market collection. I have the green sweatshirt and it is the most uncomfortable sweatshirt that I own. I have it because it's expensive and I can't throw it away. <laughs> but I'm like, it's so hard to like get your hand through the the cuff, like the sleeve. Oh, okay. It's even my my She's 11. Like, she wears it. She's like, I, I do not like the sweatshirt. I'm like saying, <laughs> like, I ordered the sweatshorts. I feel like I'm wearing a diaper when I wear those. Like, they oh. don't bend. They're just really stiff. Um, We had somebody, I An think, indictment in, for the Enchante line. Uh, yeah. Like, clothing. And and again, maybe he's heard these complaints and is like, I've got it. I figured it out. But, like, I don't, I'm not going to spend $100 to gamble on whether or not the sweatpants are going to be comfortable this go around. I'm just going to go with my saucer because I think that that's adorable. Maybe a tote. There's a pretty dope looking jacket. But again, I've been burned. So I was like, probably not going to get any more clothing and I'm items. sure it's like $280. Yeah, it's not cheap. Although we don't have the prices yet because it doesn't load until 10 a.m. tomorrow. But Eastern time. Yeah. Um, well, keep the people posted on what you, yeah, what's in I, your cart. Get I'll us definitely a screenshot. Let you know. Hit us with I'll a screenshot, screenshot. that's in your cart. I'll do that. But it, will, it okay. won't be a sweatshirt. And I don't even know if it'll be a t-shirt. Maybe. Maybe. I do like the bucket hat of his, though. I had the I'm going to give high gator. marks to Valtteri's merch. The t-shirt was, is 10 out of 10. It's good stuff. Fits well. High quality. Has embroidery. <laughs> high marks. Yeah. High marks. Across high the marks. board. Okay. Yep. Well, okay. You know who else deserves high marks across the board? Who's that? You. For all your work on social media. Ah, Danielle. Stop it. It's not me. <laughs> I mean, it's me sometimes. But it's, mostly me, it's mostly Shannon. Oh, well, thank you. You're kind. And are you following us, guys? Because you should be at F1 Push Push. The, the community's growing. We don't know. We don't hear a lot, but like from the people in the DMs, but we're, we're growing. We do. I check a lot of DMs. I leave the um, ones like unread for like if it's ever unread, it's me. because you need to see that one. <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks. Which we did have a DM about a, a, a girl who was like, I sent my Enchante sweat, sweater back because it was so uncomfortable. An indictment so. on the Enchante merch is coming straight from Shannon and the people in the DMs. Yeah. So, I mean, I, maybe I just got a bad batch. Maybe our friend got a bad batch. I don't know. But if you have been personally Attacked fallen victim to the Enchante Ricardo's merch, please know this is a safe space. You can come and. I'll console you. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Share your feelings, thoughts, opinions. Maybe like the opinions on racing, and maybe not like the sound of our voices or how you know other things about us. Uh, F one push push. Uh, we are also on the YouTube. You can watch these episodes when they don't have technical difficulties. F one push push on. Uh, on YouTube. And also, why is my husband FaceTiming me right now in the middle of this episode? <laughs> You're like, I'm in the middle of recording. Who's Stop doing it. that? 
<laughs> I mean, that's absurd. Well, it's in the middle of the day. We don't need that, people. True. Don't face food. We can call him out because he doesn't listen to the pod, so he'll never know. <laughs> he doesn't. He'll never know. He's not as supportive of me <laughs> when it comes to the pod. Uh, but you all are, and we appreciate that. Yes. So if you would like to rate and review the podcast, that would make us happier than some merch that Shannon could get her arm through. <laughs> and until next time, push, push. Thank you.